Welcome, everyone. It's me, Simba. You've all picked a very special day to visit. You see, today, we've come to town for a big celebration. And you, my friends, are invited to join in the fun. Once a year, we throw a party here in town. Once a year, we turn our Paris upside down. And Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disney MGM Studios is proud to present WDW Radio, your information station. Hello everybody and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 311 for the week of February 3rd, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic to wherever you are by talking about the things that make us happy about Walt Disney World on this podcast, as well as my videos, blog, live broadcasts, in-person events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and more. You can find it all over at www.radio.com. So part of maximizing your Walt Disney World experience is not just getting the most from your time at the resort, but also maximizing what you spend. And while there are many ways to save money at Walt Disney World, one of the best and easiest ways is in what, where, when, and even how you eat. So join us this week as we explore the best of the best dining values in Walt Disney World. From locations to items to values and overall experiences, you'll discover the secrets, tips, and strategies for getting the most out of your Disney dollars. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. I'll then have some announcements and your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. I'm always looking to help maximize your Walt Disney World experience from planning to how you spend your time in the parks to maybe even bringing some of that experience to you at home or at work. And whether it's helping you uncover hidden treasures, peel back some of the layers of the onion, or introducing you to new experiences which maybe you had never considered before, I want you to get the most out of your time and your money. And to that point, it's also important to often try and get the best value for your Disney dollars. And whether you visit every week or once every few years, getting the most bang for your buck is a really important part of the planning, preparation, and your overall vacation. And one of the many ways to save money at Walt Disney World is in dining. How, when, where, and what to eat can not only give you a unique, delicious, and very well-themed experience, but those choices can also help you save a great deal of money as well. And so throughout the parks and resorts, there are countless values to be found if you know where to look. So this week, we're going to look at the best of the best dining values in Walt Disney World. And joining me once again is a fellow Disney enthusiast, blogger, daddy, because he is the Disney daddy. He is Chuck Lionberger. Chuck, welcome back, my friend. Hey, Lou. It's great to be back. And Chuck, you know, we always talk about Disney. We, we, look, you and I were always talking about food. But, you know, look, we always hear from people. They always say, I, I, we hear this all the time, how expensive it is to visit mm-hmm. Walt Disney World, especially as a family, right? We all have a number of kids. Uh, but I think yeah. what's happened, I think Disney has done so much in recent years to prove that that's not true, right? There's more value resorts. There's new discounts, whether you're a Florida resident, annual pass holder, visa card holder. Uh, I think the food, especially like quick service, has gotten better. There's lots of ways to save money through things like Tables in Wonderland, which we're going to talk about. And obviously now there's even things like free dining, depending on when you go, right? And there's ways to sort of maximize that. We'll talk about that on another segment, possibly. But I think 
there's so many places you can get a, a great value, but sometimes you really just need to know where to look, what to look for, and even how to order. Yeah, it's, see, one of the things that, that people often ask me about is, well, just how much money do I need to save for, for dining? And that can be a very difficult question to answer because it really depends on how you like to eat. Some people are very big table service folks. I mean, they want a, a breakfast reservation, a lunch reservation, a dinner reservation. They really want to go to eat. Um, then there's Lou who does breakfast and then post-breakfast and then pre-lunch and lunch. <laughs> and anyway, But then there are others who are going to go a little bit differently and it's, oh, I'm going to, well, I know I'm going to have breakfast in the resort and then maybe I'll do a quick service for lunch and, I'll, and then I'll go get that table. So it, it's, it can be very difficult to estimate how much money you think you're going to need for dining because it really depends on how you plan to tour the restaurants, just, just like planning how to tour the parks. But there's no doubt that if you want to drop a good chunk of change at Walt Disney World and dining, you can easily do so. Um, you know, Lou's already promised to take me to Victoria and Albert's someday, one day, any day. You know, there, there's a chunk of change right there. But you can find dining values all over the place and in places that sometimes you might not think that are values at first. They actually are and can be good values depending on what your definition of value is. And that in itself uh, can you know, be up for debate. But you know, as we start talking about certain uh, restaurants and what they provide, not just for the food, but also everything else that they provide, time also becomes a big value. Right, right, because time is money, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's you know it's it's cliched, but it's true. Time is money, and, and I think to that point, Chuck, you know there are values to be found, like you said, depending on how you like to eat. If you do uh, counter service, right, versus a table service, and mm-hmm. I think too, and when we sort of start going through, and I think we'll sort of just sort of wander park by park. I think that not just where you eat, but there's some good values in terms of what you order. And how you order as well, too, because I think there's some things we're going to talk about that maybe people don't realize in order to in order to maximize the value, especially if and, and how you you eat. So sort of let's let's go through that. Right. We, we yeah. didn't really talk about this ahead of time. Let's go through the Magic Kingdom. Let's talk about whether it's an individual food item or a food location or a time of day meal, whatever it is, and talk about some of the best of the best values. Right. And I think that there's a lot. So I'm going to try my best to restrict it to my top 300. But yeah, folks, we're, we're, we promise we're going to keep this to under two hours. OK. <laughs> so, guys, so I'll, I'll let you go first. I'm curious to sure. hear when you think of Magic and, and we're Kingdom not going to go far. We're going to walk right into the entrance and, and we're going to hang a left um, and we're going to go straight over to Tony's Town Square restaurant. We're going to go right over into a table service because in, in Lou, you just recently did a, a, a dining review of this. Tony's Town Square, I think, is one of those hidden gems. For a while, it had a not-so-good reputation. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily justly deserved, but I've recently spent uh, a couple of times at Tony's Town Square, and in terms of value for portion size, you almost can't beat it anywhere else. The portion sizes at Tony's are gigantic. They're absolutely huge. And so if you're looking for a place that, to be honest, you almost have to split a meal, and Lee, you had that uh, chicken parmesan, and I have too. It's huge. You couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish mine. I mean, they're they're just they're just enormous. So if you're looking for a place where you could possibly even share a plate, you know, and, and split, say, an order of chicken parmesan uh, between two people, this is one place that that you could do it. The the the, the quality um, is is actually surprisingly good. Again, this this is Florida. We're not talking about being in Rome or anything like that. So when you set it into context. The, the quality of the food that you get at Tony's, I think, is surprisingly good. And, and again, I don't think it's got it's earned the reputation that it that it currently has among various Disney fans. So, Tony's Town Square is not only a great place when it comes to good value for food; it also provides uh, fairly competitive prices. But it's also a good value when it comes to time, because this is one of those places where. Maybe you forget to make an ADR uh, for a particular day and you need to get a walk-up. Chances are you're going to stand a decent chance of getting a walk-up at Tony's Town Square. This is one place where, to be honest, I think sometimes that dubious reputation works in your favor because people have heard, oh, Tony's, you don't want to go to Tony's. Again, bad idea, all of it, but 
you know, bad reputation. Don't ignore all that bad advice. It's a great place to go. But with that, though, not as many people are there. And so, therefore, you can try and get a good walk-up fairly easily. Um, and that allows you that, that flexibility that you're not necessarily locked into an, an ADR or anything like that. Also, and, and again, Lou, as you mentioned it, speaking of time, if you can, can time it out right and get a, a seat close to, to a window for Main Street or maybe even, again, if the weather's right, sit outside, and then you can watch Main Street Electrical Parade pretty much with an unimpeded view. Hey, what could be better? Yeah, absolutely. And and I if you listen to that show, you'll hear that that I sort of quickly became a, a, a new fan of Tony's Town Square. But Chuck, in terms of dining values, when I thought of the Magic Kingdom, there were a couple of things that really sprung right to my mind and, and just sort of being the uh, logical, linear person. The first thing I thought of was breakfast uh, because nothing beats getting to the Magic Kingdom for a rope drop. And as you start to make your way down Main Street, USA, and you either make the re- the race to space or the dash to splash. Many of us are stopped in our tracks by the wafting smells that emanate from the Main Street Bakery. And I think a lot of people who know and enjoy the bakery also know that there's some great values in here. Because you can get a wide variety of really delicious large baked goods like a double chocolate muffin or the Big As Your Head Cinnamon Roll, which offers you uh, some good sustenance and sugar to get started in your day. Those range from like $2.79 to $3.79. And the cinnamon roll, unless you're eating with me, is shareable among normal human beings. Um, they also have like um, uh, sandwiches in there as well too, ham and cheese, turkey, uh, tomato mozzarella for like $7. And you don't think about the bakery necessarily in terms of a place to get a quick sandwich, but there's a lot of great value to be had uh, inside the Main Street Bakery if you sort of look. And again, if we're, if we're sort of trying to plan out dollar for dollar great ways to save money, mm-hmm. some of those things like a $4, you know, something under $4 for breakfast is great. And as I sort of thought other places around that I know are good values, I had done a, a video about some of my top five snacks in the Magic Kingdom and something I didn't think about as a snack but ended up being was over at Casey's Corner, they have corn dog nuggets. And you can get a, a cup of corn dog nuggets. There must be maybe 12 to 15 in there and a free glass of water because they'll give you water counter service for free. It was $4.49, right? $4.49, $4.79, somewhere in there. I mean, it's a full meal or a snack or a lunch or whatever it may be for under $5. And there's a lot of those individual kind of things that are like under 5 bucks that you could have as a full meal or a big snack. Great dining values like that throughout not just Magic Kingdom. Oh yeah, and these are these are also items that are very shareable. Again, so think about, you know, when you have younger children that you know they want a cinnamon roll, but to be honest, they can't eat a cinnamon roll that for them might literally be the size of their head. That's something that you could share among a couple of different folks, and it's you know three sixty nine with tax, you know maybe four bucks at most, and that's something that could be shared. Maybe you get two of them for for you know me a family of five, two of those eight bucks, and that's breakfast for everybody. I can barely do that at the local you know, fast food place. So um, it, it, to be able to have those abilities and those options to to share uh, different little snack items to serve for, for breakfast and things like that, um, again, it, it's great value. Again, it's where you can find it. You know, Just running through and looking at a menu and you're looking at different things, sometimes you don't un- understand or appreciate the portion sizes that you get, and and you know that cinnamon bun is a classic example. It's huge. I mean, it really is huge. You know, it's it's become legendary you know, among Disney fans with with its size and, and also just how good it is. Well, but I think also you, I, was saying, I think the splitting and the shareable is sort of the big takeaway from this because I think a yeah. lot of people don't think about it, Chuck. Especially if you're at a counter service restaurant, you say, oh, you know, I don't. It, there's not enough to split. The portions are going to be small, or you're just not something that you do. Oh, but I we'll, we'll hit a yeah, number of other places where. That is sort of my best of the best value tip, right? Even some place that you would probably never expect is a Cosmic Rays. Last time I was in there, they have a half of a chicken, like a rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. You get mashed potatoes and vegetables. It's $9.99, right? It's under $10, easily splittable between two adults, an adult and a child or whatever. Again, water, soda, milk, whatever you get. You're now going to potentially split a, a lunch meal or a dinner meal for two for 10 to $15, yeah. Again, it's. I'll, we'll talk about it later um, as we're going on to some of the other places. You know, even some of the little stands like uh, you know Golden Oak uh, Outpost or or some of the other um, counter services uh, that are out there. That there are plenty of these where 
you can get a, a counter service meal and you actually share it because they're huge. Um, one of the things that we probably ought to, to discuss at least briefly before we get too far in here is talking about the Disney dining plan. Because the dining plan, you know, if you're on a dining plan, then and depending on the plan that you're on, there are multiple ones. So you know, you can either do some research or talk to your, if you have a travel agent, talk to a travel agent about it. Um, there are different options there when it comes to the dining plan. One little value piece of the dining plan that sometimes folks don't necessarily think about is the difference between kids and adults. A, a child in Disney's eyes is nine or under. Um, you know, as soon as you turn ten, you're an adult in Disney's eyes. So if you're, when you're looking at the dining plan and thinking about that, also understand that when it comes to counter service credits, there are no children necessarily counter service credits. Um, so so as, you're, as you're working on it and, and you're going through and, and trying to plan out your, your counter service meals, sometimes um, you can end up wanting to, and, and really needing to split a a uh, a counter service meal between two children because it's huge, you know they're some of the again fortune sizes that they get are uh, are really huge. I, I'm specifically thinking of uh, Columbia Harbor House. Um, routinely, we will go over there and and the uh, the kids will split the the eight nugget uh, you know, meal that's there, and those those nuggets are are big. They're really big, and so you know they'll be able to you know between two kids split that. And then you know move on to uh, to do other things, and so. Um, but if you are doing the dining plan, you need to be thinking about the credits that you're using, and also which which restaurants uh, accept it, the dining plan, and which restaurants don't, because there are some that don't currently accept the dining plan. Yeah, and we'll do a, a separate section, sort of about strategies about using and maximizing the value of the Disney dining plan. But to save for that, let's sort of sort of go through and assume that we're going to be using cash credit or yeah. our room charge as we're going through and some of either the individual items or the individual locations right so we hit places like and you even mentioned uh columbia harbor house yeah quick, quick value there's a um they have an awesome clam chowder in there which mm-hmm. is like 450 460 it's a hearty especially when it gets it actually does get cold in florida it's actually a hearty uh almost very stewy kind of clam chowder which is a great value again for for under five dollars but yeah um, and, and staying at columbia harbor also the shrimp there is, is actually very good too and it's not just little i mean it's big shrimp and you get quite a bit of it again another great shareable meal and the other thing too, keep in mind uh, as you go through and look the, the great thing about the internet is that you're able to sort of almost even plan your counter service meals right you can start looking at the menus there's so many great sites out there that have updated menus i know the touringplans.com site has an incredibly detailed menu with up-to-date pricing on it so you can look and see so as i was sort of going through and one of my favorite places to eat in the magic kingdom is over at the Plaza Restaurant. I think it's an overlooked experience. I, I love the food there. But if you look, you know, the sandwiches there that come with a side, that come with a garnish, they run for about 11 to $14, maybe $15, almost like counter service prices at a table service restaurant. So there, there should be some sort of planning ahead. And that's some of, what, some of the things we're going to try and do today is we, we, we go through the other parks and the resorts and, and downtown Disney. We'll not just talk about strategies, but maybe some of those individual items that you might say, hey, I didn't know that they had this item there. I could split it, and it's only going to cost me X. Yeah, and, and that's the, the benefit, too. And I, I agree with you. The, to me, the plaza is an uns, unsung and, and definitely hidden gem um, of Walt Disney World. And again, another place that you used to, not as easily anymore because I think its popularity is starting to grow. Um, this was a place that you used to be able to get some pretty easy walk-ups. A um, little, little more challenging these days because it's become a little bit more popular, but but the portion sizes there, again, fairly large. This is, comes another place where when we're talking about value, and especially if you're, you're you're dealing with kids who are picky eaters, and I've got two that I'm specifically thinking of right now that happen to be sitting at the house, that you know they're not necessarily the most adventurous. So looking, you know, we'll, we'll stay at the plaza here for a second. You know, looking at the tuna salad sandwich or the plaza club, yeah, they're not going to really gravitate to that. They're a, they're a chicken fingers and fries kind of family. You can still talk to your server and ask, even if it's not on the menu. Odds are, they might be able to take care of you. And I know the plaza has done this for us many times where we just talk to the server, explain that we got some picky eaters, and sure, we can take care of it, and 
you know, again, fairly reasonable pricing. And the next thing you know, that opens up many restaurants that you might not even consider because the menu, at least the posted menu, might not appeal to certain picky eaters. Just because it might not be on the menu, if it's something fairly, uh, fairly standard, again, thinking the chicken nugget world, just ask. You never know what you might get. Absolutely. So I want to go over to um, let's start moving through the parks and sort of pick our sort of best of the best dining values. And yeah. for me at Epcot, I started thinking about breakfast. I thought about lunch and dinner. And one of the places that really jumped to the top of my list for both was Sunshine Seasons Food Fair downstairs in the Land Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have a great variety of options, it's all counter service, but there are Great individual items that you can get. So, again, not a lot of places to get breakfast in uh, Epcot. But if you go to the Land Pavilion, right, go, run downstairs, go ride Zorin, get your Fast Pass, you can get like a, a nice hearty bowl of oatmeal for under $3. Come back or stay for lunch. Again, they have this rotisserie chicken with beans and rice, which is under $10. You can split it between two people. You can get a side dish for like 2 or $3. So with drinks... For two people for lunch or dinner, you're looking at under $20 over at Sunshine Seasons. I love um, China. Uh, a lot of people like going to the Lotus Blossom Cafe. They've got the pork buns and the sticky buns and things like that. They also, outside of the Joy of Tea, have a number of those items. They have sort of like the Lucky Platter. It was like a pork bun, a chicken pocket, and an egg roll, a, a soda, and a, um, and a, a little ice cream for like $9. Right, awesome value. You don't think about it when you walk by the tea stand, but that's just why you need to look at the menus. Also, and I think the best of the best for me in Epcot is the Tangerine Cafe. It's one of my favorite lunch mm-hmm. places. Chicken and lamb shawarma combo. It's like I think it's thirteen or thirteen ninety nine. You get chicken, lamb, bread, couscous, hummus, and lentil salad. It's awesome, and it's a huge portion. Yeah, they're they're very very good. I'll tell you. Just in value alone, you know, the the idea of of dining in Morocco uh, is one of those places that most people, when you when you talk to them about, oh, we're going to go, you know, uh, have uh, lunch or dinner in Morocco. Morocco, what do you mean? What, what's there? Go do it. Trust me. Uh, Restaurant Marrakesh, I think, is another hidden gem. Great value. Also, and you don't even know this, entertainment inside the restaurant while you're dining, you have. Uh, you know, dancers and musicians playing and, and, and performing, uh, you know, not something that you're necessarily going to see, you know, if you're just kind of browsing through a, a, a online menu somewhere. Go to, I would highly, and I highly recommend Restaurant Marrakesh because of, again, that added value that's there, not only food, but you also have entertainment that goes with it. Um, similar way, of course. It's not scary, right? The food, people say, oh, Morocco, I would Oh, no, like no, no, Morocco. no, no. It's, it's not it's scary. It's really at all. good. Right. Yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to come out of. Restaurant Marrakesh, you're going to say, I heard this on this podcast. I, I decided I'm going to give it a shot. You're going to come out of it and go, why didn't I do this before? Because it's surprisingly very good. And, and the reason I say surprisingly is just because to us and, and most of us who are you know from Western culture, we just don't necessarily think about Moroccan food as something to always you know to, to go for. You know, we're, we're used to, to the fried chicken and, and and uh, mashed potatoes kind of thing like that. Trust me on Restaurant restaurant Marrakesh. Go there. You will appreciate it. That alone will be great value because you're also experiencing new things. Again, that's the whole point of Epcot. But again, we I digress. But speaking about entertainment, though, Beer Garden, another great place where you know value is more than just a great price on food or a lot of food for the, for the money. And, and by the way, Beer Garden, oh boy, can you eat a lot of food. But you also have fantastic entertainment with the Oompa Band uh, playing there um, and just a whole lot of fun. I mean, Beer Garden is just a great place to go to sit down and just have some fun as you're, uh, as you're dining. One other place that I wanted to make sure that, that we brought up, um, of course, Katsua Grill. You know, I, I think yours, Lou, you're in my probably most favorite counter-serving restaurant in all of Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. Because I think it just – it's got great, great food. And again, just an excellent, uh, an excellent value. So, one place though that <clears throat> Lou, I don't know if you've been there yet or not. I haven't had the opportunity to, to check out the new uh, Boulangerie Petit Le Hallier, and I probably butchered 
that French. So uh, my my apologies there. This is the updated uh, counter service restaurant over in France. And one of the things that I found that was really interesting is that you can get some of the things that originally you could only get at the Bistro de Paris, things like the lobster bisque, which if you haven't had it, and just being able to get you know, lobster bisque on the side is just a, you know, hey, I'm going to grab a little you know, bite of soup to go. It's fantastic. The lobster bisque is absolutely fantastic. Um, so you know, some of the options now at the Boulangerie are just great. And they're also, by the way, open at 9 o'clock, which is interesting because that's a new breakfast option in Epcot, especially for those of you who may be staying in the Epcot area resorts and are coming in through the International Gateway. You've now got a place to stop off grab a little something for breakfast before you make your dash up to, to future world. Yeah. And I think you also make a great point. We're going to touch on this later too, because that's going to be sort of one of my takeaway tips is realizing that sometimes you can get table service food, not just at a counter service location, but for a lot less money. Right. And not having to sort of invest the time, especially if time becomes um, an issue. And I think that's what it is too. You sort of have to really kind of explore the menu. People think, of the boulangerie, they think of it as uh, French pastries and Napoleons, not realizing that there are sandwiches in there as well, too, right? There are other kinds of options, and mm-hmm. they may be a good value, especially if it's something that you want to share and split. Um, I normally don't share and or split, but there are times that we order, yeah. you know, a number of appetizers. That's one of the, the fun, neat things you can do. You get a great value. You get to try a lot of different things as well, too. Uh, the other place that I thought... Um, really has some some relatively large portions if you start to think about um, splitting between families, especially if you have people who aren't big eaters or, or especially with kids. Uh, the San Angel Inn, some of the portions are, they've, they're, they're well-priced, they're reasonably priced, but they're large enough to split, you know, between a, a, a parent and a child or between two parents or between two kids. So look at that kind of thing as well, too, um, when you're going through. Yeah, uh, similar uh, also at La Hacienda. Same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. And in fact, at La Hacienda, they even have some diner, some uh, entrees like the La Hacienda or the Del Mar that are designed for two people. And so, you know, it's it's $50, but again, this is two people. And I, I've had the Del Mar, and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and it's huge. Again, large portion size, even for, t- for two people. Uh, and something that I, I recommend to people all the time, if you're looking for a great place to to dine at Hacienda or to dine at uh, Epcot, you go look at Hacienda. If you time it right, get a seat by the window, and you have a beautiful viewing for illuminations. Again, this is this is these added values that you come in. Uh, same place if you can do Rose and Crown and and happen to time it right, uh, you can get uh, a, a great seat and you can be able to to sit down and enjoy illuminations and have dinner at the same time instead of standing along you know the the promenade with everybody else. So when I was thinking about going over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, I originally started thinking about breakfast. And that's this is another one of those places, Chuck, that when you think about going there for breakfast, it's it's like Epcot to a certain degree in that there's not a lot of places that jump out at you if you're not going to do a sit-down meal, say, for example, at Hollywood and Vine. What you may not realize if you head down Sunset Boulevard, uh, over at Fairfax Fair, they have breakfast items there. So if you want like an egg and cheese sandwich, like on a, an English muffin with bacon or sausage, it's under $6. But for me, my favorite sort of place and haunt to go and, and place like to sort of just sit outside and people watch is over at Starring Rolls Bakery. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to Because it makes sense because not only can you get coffee and teas and stuff yeah. like that but and pastries, but there's a lot of like mini baked goods, right? There's like mini pastries that are like a dollar, two dollars, right? Or you can get a bagel for a couple of bucks. So for under five dollars, including maybe a, a medium-sized coffee or tea, you can have your your breakfast there. If you want a bagel, maybe with with uh, you know um, with something on it, and I think they I think they still have smoked salmon there. You may be talking five six dollars, you know, for your breakfast. So I think Star and Rolls Bakery is a, another great potential value for lunch. Have you ever seen the sandwiches for lunch? I was just gonna go there. Yeah, I was just going to go there. Have you ever seen the Black Forest ham sandwich? It's only 10 bucks, okay? But if you measure how tall it is, and, and I don't know that I've actually done it, but I'm sitting there just kind of guessing. I want to say maybe five inches tall with like three inches of that being ham alone. It's huge. Right. It is not like a little panini sandwich. Like It yeah, looks no, like one no, of those gigantic. freakish things that you would get like at the Jewish delis in New Jersey, like these gigantic sand- like oversized sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's absolutely huge. This is this is the place again. Another 
uh, Hidden Treasure, and I love to go to Starring Rolls just to go get that ham sandwich because it's it's on a type of bread, and I'm not even sure what type of bread it is, but it's it's not just your your typical uh, you know sandwich bread. It's something like maybe a focaccia or something like that, but it, it's kind of a, an artisan style bread uh, and and well put together. Great flavorful ham um, and just stuffed, huge gigantic enormous i mean i'm really not kidding go down and see it and and you'll look and go oh yeah they're, they're not kidding um starring rolls is a fantastic place to go uh, and again you get to, to sit outside uh kind of people watch a little bit uh if you time it right you can see some of the uh, you can see the parade going by uh a little bit in the distance so this is a this is another great place to go but you know you're it's interesting and this is one place i'll talk about doing a table service for breakfast. And really this applies not only to Hollywood studios. Um, this especially applies jumping back to the magic kingdom and that's making an ADR for pre park opening. You can do this over at the studios at fifties primetime cafe, uh, over at, um, Epcot. You, know, you can do breakfast at Akershus, um, over at the uh, magic kingdom. There's Cinder rollers roller table or the, um, the, the, uh, crystal palace. And then at animal kingdom, uh, which we'll get to talk about in a little bit is, is Tusker House, but these various restaurants that offer breakfast dining that happens before park opening, and you can get an ADR before the park opens. The value here, in addition to you know, most of them are um, buffets, I think, with the exception of Akershus uh, and Cinderella's Royal Table. You you get plenty of food, and that's that's all fine, well, and good. But you have access to the park before park opening now. No attractions are open or anything like that. But just think about the ability to walk down Main Street or walk down Hollywood Boulevard or walk along the Oasis or even you know, walk along um, you know, Future World and Part of World Showcase without pretty much anybody there. You got the place to yourself. If you're a, a, a photo nerd like me, it's practical nirvana because you can stop and you can take photos of all of these great things without a bunch of people in the way. So... Another great value, it doesn't cost you anything else to make that early ADR. The only thing it does cost you is just being prepared because they're very popular, so you have to book them right off the bat. But this gives you the opportunity to come into the park without a whole lot of other people around, and you can take some of those great family photos of you know the family in front of uh, you know the, the hat or in, in front of Cinderella Castle or in front of Spaceship Earth or something like that without a ton of people around. You can You have that... Limited, granted, it's not much. You only get you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes at most. But you've got a, a little bit of access. And that is, that is really, really worth it. And it's really, really special. Yeah, I agree. And again, when we talk about values, it's some of those intangible things that you can potentially factor into your, your, what, how mm -hmm. you're determining value, right? But I, I want to hit a couple of other Quick places quickly at uh, Hollywood Studios before we move on to Animal Kingdom. Again, thinking about items that could be shared, 50s primetime for me is one of the best places. And I like getting, they have a, um, it's called a sampling of mom's favorite recipes. It's about $20 or so, uh, but it has chicken, pot roast, and meatloaf with all kinds of sides like mashed potatoes and vegetables. It's mm -hmm. very, very easily shared between two people. So now you're looking at about $10 a person for a lunch or for dinner. Uh, a quick uh, grab-and-go kind of thing is over at Min and Bill's Dockside Diner. I oh, think people, you were going to go there too? Yeah, yeah, well, people, I think they look at it, they walk by, they don't realize they have a couple of different um, pretzel hot dogs in pretzel yes, rolls. It's like, I think it's 7 or $8. Uh, it's a big portion. Like, it's very, very filling. And that's what you got to do, right? You have to sort of go through some of these places, like Rosie's All-American Cafe, again, in the back um, on the left side of Sunset Boulevard. I think there's a soup of the day that's under $3, right? You can get a corn dog mm -hmm. over at Herbie's for $4. So there are values to be found as long as you go and start looking and being aware that they're there. And again, if you want to, whether you plan ahead or as you're wandering uh, through the parks. But you also, you mentioned um, Disney's Animal Kingdom in terms yep. of values. And I think one of the best values anywhere and one of my favorite other counter service locations is oftentimes off the radar and it's in asia in animal kingdom uh the yak and yeti anandapur yep. local food cafe that the sort of the quick service aspect of yak and yeti which i think is one of the, one of the best in park 
uh, table service restaurants, they have, and this is what I normally get. You can get a side order of two pork egg rolls for, I think it's four fifty or so, four four dollars. Uh, an order of chicken fried rice, which is four dollars. So for under nine dollars, you're getting a huge portion, which again, for normal human beings, is enough to split. But you get a nice big. Um, it's sort of more than a pint size of of this delicious chicken fried rice and the egg rolls. So for under $10, you're getting your lunch or your dinner without having to go inside to do, the, again, the time and the expense and the, the side dishes of uh, a sit-down restaurant like Yak or Yeti. Yeah, again, this is another place. Yak and Yeti is a, is a hidden treasure. Um, and again, it's, it's really, really good food. And the interesting thing about Yak and Yeti, of course, is that you have essentially two restaurants there. There's also the sit-down restaurant, and then there's the counter service uh, literally right there. So you know you're, it's, it's, it's good food coming from a, a great restaurant. So this is an, another opportunity where you can get table service quality uh, food over at a, a counter service price and at a counter service access. One thing, just it was just as you were talking about it, hearkening back quickly to the studios, and, and this is, again, value in, in that the restaurant structure itself presents value. And this is not all restaurants, so this is one of those things as you're going around, just kind of look for it. Over at Backlot Express, they have the drink fountains that are actually out there and allow for free refills. Not all the restaurants do that. Not all of them have the uh, the fountains out and available where the public can do free refills. So as you're going around, one of those things to look for, you, can you essentially refill your own drink for free? Because that may make the difference between getting a small drink that you refill several times or getting one big large drink. Um, also over at, uh, at Animal Kingdom, another fun restaurant to go to that uh, we've done several times, of course, is Rainforest Cafe. And this is a, a value in the fact of, again, it's the entertainment. It's everything that comes along with the restaurant. Um, I, I can't go through Rainforest Cafe without my younger son shouting out, Volcano! Every time you know somebody has ordered one of those uh, volcano desserts. Um, so it's, it's just it's fun. One other place that I'm also going to bring up, and I think this is the unsung best breakfast in, well, let's put it so, best breakfast buffet in all of Walt Disney World is Tusker House Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it's, it's fantastically done. It's great food. Here is another huge value. And remember, we were talking about time. For kids, especially you know families with younger kids, they want to try to get those coveted character autographs. You can spend quite a lot of time running around the park and standing in line try to get autographs with different characters. Or you make one ADR at any one of the many character breakfasts or lunches or dinners that are around and get not all of them, but you can start to get some of them while you're sitting and enjoying dinner, not winning in line. So you're killing two birds with one stone. This is where character dining can really become a helpful value to families because you're saving potentially quite a bit of time trying to get uh, autographs, get photos, and all of that with all the various characters. So that's one of the reasons why I recommend for families, um, you don't necessarily have to do a ton of them, but, but do at least one. Absolutely. But, you know, the other thing too, Chuck, is that some of the best food and certainly best values are not just found inside the theme parks, but I think over at the resort hotels yeah. too. And you talked about, there's a couple of things that I want to hit on. And again, a couple of take, takeaways I want to give people. So one of the ones that, that I've been to a number of times recently, which as I was there, I remember sort of coming to myself and maybe even out loud, I think we were broadcasting from there one night, was over at Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, in the Riverside Mill Food Court, you, there's a create-your-own-pasta station, which is about $10, maybe $11 mm-hmm. a bowl. And it is a mound of pasta, right? It is a heaping bowl of pasta. There's lots of different varieties of pastas, lots of different varieties of sauce, right? Whether you want a marinara sauce or an Alfredo sauce, you can really get a nice hearty meal there, uh, again, for about $10 or $11. You mentioned buffets. Uh, I think the best value, the most inexpensive, and one of the most... Fun, you're talking about a fun, enjoyable evening too. Best value on property overall, anywhere, is a Trails End at Fort Wilderness Resort. Your breakfast is going to cost you about $16 and your dinner is going to cost you 23 
Um, there is a wide variety of food, lots of different carved meats and chickens and ribs and pastas and fishes, and there's mm-hmm. a dessert station. Um, going out to Fort Wilderness and spending an evening there, whether you're walking around the barn or the stables or the blacksmith shop where you're staying for the campfire or you're going to look at the holiday decorations. Uh, best value, I think, in terms of the cost for the buffet itself and going in with your, th- with your sort of frame of thinking of what you're getting as part of the experience. Um, but the other one and the single item takeaway I want to give you at a resort is over at, uh, and it's, this is probably one of my favorite values anywhere, is over at the Polynesian because we know, we hear of, we read of the legendary Tonga Toast up at Kona Cafe. Mm-hmm. But what you may not know is that if you go to Captain Cook's, which is on the ground floor of the Great Ceremonial House, you can get the same exact Tonga Toast for half the price. Yep. So it's about $6 at Captain Cook's. Uh, it's about $12. You get a side of, of, of breakfast meat there too. But if you want to, again, not have to worry about an ADR, looking for a good value, but looking for a signature item like that. And this is one of the things that we'll talk about, in, again, in terms of takeaways, same items, lower prices. Tonga Toast over at um, Kona Cafe, at, at Captain Cook's versus Kona Cafe is a great, great, delicious example. Yeah, it's it's another – again, these are those little hidden things that you know a lot of folks don't necessarily pay attention to is the fact that you can go over to uh, – to Kona, or to correction, Captain Cook, and go get some of the same things that you could get over at Kona Cafe. No ADR required. Just walk in, get it, and go. In fact, for the price, you could almost get two Tonga Toasts for the price of one uh, over at, you know, get Captain Cook's versus Kona. One of the places that I also recommend <clears throat> when it comes to to value and also, and again, value is is more than just, just prices. Value is also experience and being out and seeing different things. I'm a huge fan of the dolphin, and while Lou has not taken me to Blue Zoo, and so I'm not going to talk about Blue Zoo now. Lou can talk at, at length about Blue Zoo because he goes there about every other day. Um, I am, though, going to talk about the fountain. Yeah. Fantastic nice. place to go. And, Lou, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to have to burst your bubble, but it really does have the best burger on property. Sorry. Don't share the secret. Don't give it away. Oh, it really is. It's the best burger on property. We'll be back. I got to go grab one of those. Yeah, we'll quick. do a, we're going to have to review the fountain because I think I'll that's take, one that's I'm, so far really, off really people's radar. Now. And so another place, the, that's sort of the place I want to end out with is over in downtown Disney. Do you have one place or one restaurant or one item that you think is a great value in downtown Disney because a lot of but, people, you know, you want to day outside the parks, but we don't want to use a yeah. park ticket. Uh, there's some great restaurants there, but I think there's also, if you sort of wade through some of the d- different locations, there's individual items and, and some sort of maybe overlooked restaurants there too. So there's, is there sort of one that, that you take away from? Well, as I say, I'm going to do the lawyer answer. There's two that come to mind, one that I can comment on and one that I haven't been able to go to just yet, but it's a, a soon-to-be. And the soon to be will be Splitsville because you're not only do you have dining, but you also have bowling going along with it. And so I think that alone, again, it's it's the value of time that you can can enjoy um, you know, a, a good dinner, a good lunch, and also have some great family time together uh, bowling and, and enjoying everything like that. But the other place that we like to go, of course, is Raglan Road. And this is, again, all the, that added value of entertainment um, and also just the – the aura and the ambiance that Raglan Road gives you, you really get the feeling like you're in an, in an Irish pub because, by the way, you really are in an Irish pub. It got shipped over from Ireland. I mean, the story behind how Raglan Road came to be itself is pretty incredible. But Raglan Road is a fantastic place that we love to go to uh, pretty much every time that we can get down to Walt Disney World because of the, the atmosphere, the environment, and just the fantastic entertainment. See, and I like the fact that we're approaching this from a couple of different angles, right? Right From the entertainment overall experiential part of there's value in where you go versus the dollar for dollar great values you can find as well too. So when I thought about Downtown Disney, one jumped right to the top of my list, which I think is again, one of the best values anywhere in Walt Disney World. uh, And that's the Earl of Sandwich. Because from the sandwiches 
their salads, wraps, they all run about $6. Hot sandwiches, cold sandwiches, they're fresh, they're delicious. You can pick and choose your sides if and when you want them, whether it's a pasta salad, a coleslaw, potato chips, muffins, whatever it may be. So if you wanted a family of four to eat there for under $25, right? You get you get cups of water if that's the way you want to do it or bring your own bottles of water. You can really do it. I mean, it's a huge, huge value. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sides, sandwiches, all priced very, very well, right? Especially for high quality. Oh, yeah. Two other yeah, ones. We, we love to go to Earl's too. It's a... And if you don't go for the holiday sandwich, then something's wrong. It is, it is oh. Thanksgiving in a bun. Yeah. I, I literally eat there often during the holidays. Um, two other places. There's, there's plenty of times. It's, Earl is usually our last stop in Walt Disney World. Most of the time we're driving, and it's we got to go to downtown Disney before we start heading back north. Got to stop off at Earl's and at least get one more sandwich. And don't let the long line sometimes fool you. They move people through that restaurant very, very quickly. They they are a machine back there. So it's the worth the wait. It's also worth the wait. Very quickly, two other locations that may not be on your radar. Relatively new, uh, Pollo Compero, which is located right uh, where Baby Cakes is, next to T-Rex Cafe. They have... Um, fried chicken, fresh salads, plantains, a lot of different food there as well. Very reasonable prices. And the other place I like going to, I think it's a hidden gem because it's not usually very crowded, is Wolfgang Puck Express, the other one. And what I mean by that is, I don't mean the Wolfgang Puck Express that's across from the AMC movie theater. I mean the one that's located near the Art of Disney and the 25 Days of Christmas shop in downtown Disney, right? Sort of where Rainforest Cafe it's tucked yeah, it's, away in see, the corner. It's tucked, yeah, it's tucked away around Very the much in the corner, but fresh flatbreads and pizzas, a lot of great pasta dishes, uh, great prices, excellent quality. Right, I, I like the Wolfgang Puck food, and I think that's a great location where you get good quality and a great price. Also, um, you know, sort of mix together like you do in Downtown Disney over at Earl's Sandwich. Yeah, without a, without a doubt. It's, again, another place to go. Downtown Disney is one of those places where – you know, folks are going to and they're always shopping a lot. And sometimes I think the the restaurants down there kind of get overlooked because it is, oh, well, we're going to kind of race to downtown Disney real quick, go hit World of Disney, maybe do one other place, uh, and then we got to get back to a theme park. Well, no, slow down. Take your time. Enjoy downtown Disney. It's an all-day affair. There's so much to do at uh, at downtown Disney and, and the various restaurants to uh, to enjoy both counter and table service. So what I want to do, Chuck, is I want to just leave everybody with a couple of – very practical, money-saving, value-add tips, things that you can do practically when you go to the parks, right? So one, always remember, you don't have to, you don't have to buy what you don't want to eat. And what I mean by that is when you go to counter service locations, keep in mind that the price that they put on for the adult meals, kids' meals are sold as a package, are usually a, a package, right? It's a sandwich with fries or fruit, uh, an, an entree with a side, you can order anything you want on its own. So if you just want the sandwich, if you just want the hamburger, if you just want the pizza, you don't need to get the side dish. It's not on the menu. All you need to do is ask. Ask to have that individually. That'll save you one, two, three dollars, whatever it may be. Going back to the the um, the Tonga Toast value model system. Remember that there's a lot of places, and I mentioned two, not just the Tongatos, where you can get the same item at a lower price in a counter service location than you can at a nearby table service. Now, again, it's a different type of experience, right? But we're talking about value in terms of money, not necessarily in terms of the experience. So I mentioned the Tonga Toast over at Captain Cook's. I mentioned the clam chowder at Columbia Harbor House. For four dollars or four fifty, that's the same one that you're going to be you'd be getting at Liberty Tree for a couple of dollars more. Over at Hollywood Studios, there's the uh, oh so delectable flourless chocolate cake with sorbet. It's served at the Brown Derby. If you go to Starring Rolls Bakery, it's like four dollars less mm-hmm. than it is there. Same thing. Chefs de France and the Boulangerie have a number of items that are on the same that that are from on both menus, but at a lower price. Dessert. Hey, kids, I know you've heard of the Zebra Dome. If you've been to Boma, you know the legend of the Zebra Dome. I love the Boma Buffet, right? I, I think Boma Buffet is one of the best buffets in a, in a resort. But you can also get the Zebra Domes at the Mara Food Court, court 
near the pool for like three fifty each. Right? So you can get the same soup, you can get the same zebra domes without having to go through the buffet experience. Right? There's a lot of places like that. Think Epcot, right? Rose and Crown, you can get fish and yep. chips inside there, mm-hmm. or you can go outside where I like to go, Yorkshire County Fish and Chip Shop, get my malt vinegar, stand out and look over the water over World Showcase Glue. And so think about only paying for what you want, number one, and look for the same item potentially at a lower price at counter service versus table service. Yeah, and, and when it comes to paying, in fact, here's one that you really don't have to pay at all. Remember that you can ask for water anywhere. Yeah. Uh, even at you know, counter service, uh, or, you know, table service, you know, even maybe some of the little, not necessarily a food cart, but even some of those little just kind of kiosk places, um, you can ask for water and it's free. Uh, now, it might be a fairly small glass, but it's something that you can ask for anytime. And especially, you know, it does get hot in Florida, especially in the summertime. You know, you need to make sure that you're hydrating, and that doesn't mean you have to go and, and get, you know, soft drinks or go buy water bottles anywhere. You can go to any one of the counter service or uh, rush, uh, kiosks or anything like that and ask for water, and they'll they'll give you water, and, it, and it's free, and it's something that they, they are actually required to do. And, and look, and, and every dollar counts, right? When you start talking about because we talk about strategies about bringing bottles of water with you, you know, if you really are trying to get to Disney on a budget, right? That's what we're thinking about. When we're going on a budget, those waters, those sodas, those snacks really do add up. And when you start to save money on some of those things, you can either make it a more affordable vacation, number one, or two, save some of that money for something else, right? Save mm-hmm. some of that money for souvenirs or a dinner show or whatever it may be. These are little strategies you can do throughout the day to save a few dollars potentially here and there. Those dollars will add up, especially for a family four over a week-long vacation. A couple other, of other quick tips I want to leave you with. Uh, you got me to think about this when you were talking about the breakfast over at Tusker House, which I may argue, better than Boma? A discussion for another day. We'll uh, see. I thought about character meals, right? We want that Disney experience. We think about things like Chef Mickey's. We think about things like Cinderella's Royal Table. I want to give you the very best character meal value in all of Walt Disney World because you can pay... $43 per person for a character breakfast. I love my breakfast. I don't eat $43 worth of eggs, right? But it's about the experience. It's about being with the kids, being with the characters. Here's your best value. Again, going back to the Swan and Dolphin, the Garden Grove, which yep. you've probably never heard of, has a character breakfast on weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, $20 for an adult, $12 for a child. There's Pluto and Goofy. And here's the thing. Because you probably have never heard of it, a lot of other people haven't as well. You can often get in. It's often not very crowded. And you get a lot of time with those characters. The other thing too, excuse me, no theme park admission is required. You don't have to worry about getting into the park. So if you have only a few days on your pass, you don't have to worry about it. You can go there. You can get to the Swan and Dolphin. If you, you can walk from the boardwalk or the beach club. The bus system goes there. You can take a boat from Epcot or Hollywood Studios, the only caveat I give you is that if you are driving there, you do have to pay for parking. Parking is, I believe, now $15. So my my tip is to go there, but use one of the other transportation methods to get there. Uh, again, $20, I think, for breakfast. I think it's $29 maybe for dinner. Uh, and I think they have a seafood buffet on Friday mm-hmm. nights. I know the... the the menu changes, the characters often change too, but I think that is the best value in terms of character meals anywhere on property. It is a good value, and actually I have, I have done that uh, Garden Grove um, seafood meal, and it's, it's very good too. Um, and again, we had lots and lots of time with characters because it wasn't all that crowded, so we were able to, to really have fun. I believe uh, Pluto was, was, was there, uh, one of the ones uh, walking around, and we had a lot of, lot of fun with Pluto. Um, in addition to enjoying, you know, all the various uh, seafood that was available, so you know, there's values everywhere to be found. Um, you know, not only in dining, but also in, in many other ways. Again, we could do a whole other uh, show talking about values uh, when it comes to things like souvenirs or experiences. Um, you know, there are ways you can can see fireworks without ever being in a park. I mean, there's all sorts of of values to be found. So as you're as you're touring Walt Disney World. Be thinking about some of the things that that you can do, where you can can find that that value. Be it 
in dining uh, or otherwise. Um, you know, remember that a lot of the a lot of the portions at Walt Disney World are are actually pretty big, and so there's a lot of splitting uh, that goes on. Um, value also was in access to give you some things to do and and things to see uh, that that regular guests might not be able to do. Uh, be it a good seat for watching fireworks or extra entertainment. So, you know, value is all over the place. And I'm going to end off with just a couple of bonus tips. I'm going to link to most of these in the show notes over at wdwradio.com because look, Chuck, like you said, we're talking about value and experience. There's value in time. There's value in what you get for the money and ways to save on individual items. But there are lots of other ways to save no matter where you go on your meals, right? You don't have to worry about you know, specifically looking at items. So if you uh, if you purchase the Birnbaum's Walt Disney World 2013 um, guidebook, they have meal coupons in the back for a lot of restaurants in downtown Disney that'll give you 10% off, 15% off food and beverages at places like Planet Hollywood, House of Blues, Paradiso's, Bongo's, Ghirardelli. If you are an annual pass holder or a DVC member, we'll talk about this in a separate section, you need to have the the, the Tables in Wonderland card it's $100 per year, but gives you 20% on all food, all beverages, including alcohol, for a party of up to 10 people at many uh, Walt Disney World and other theme park uh, and downtown Disney restaurants. Uh, you also get free resort and theme park uh, parking. So if, if you're going to Chuck, when you take me to Victoria and Alberts, we can park at the Grand Floridian for free because you're going to use your Tables in Wonderland card. And, and not only is it free parking, by the way, that's valet parking. That's right, because that's how you roll. Um, of course. If, if you're a DVC member, you can also receive, this is relatively new, I believe, uh, a 10% discount at a lot of restaurants just for being a DVC member. I love the Swan and Dolphin. You know how I talk about um, the restaurants there, which I think are true hidden gems. They and a number of other locations and restaurant owners have sort of frequent flyer cards, right? Uh, you know, favorite customer cards. They have something here called a dining passport, which if you join for free, you earn loyalty points. They're stored on your passport. You can redeem those for uh, gift certificates. Landry's, which is uh, Rainforest, T-Rex, Yak and Yeti. You can be a part of their select club. It's a, it's like, I think $20, $25. Something but as soon as you do it, you get the $25 credit on your card. You earn points. Planet Hollywood has one. Levy Restaurants, which is Fulton's, uh, Portobello, uh, and Wolfgang Puck has one as well, too. If you're a AAA member, ask, show your card. You can save it a lot of places, especially over at Swan and Dolphin. Same thing, D23. House of Blues, I know, has, I think it's 15% off now on your meal. So th- there's so many different ways, Chuck, to not work the system, but to take advantage of the values that are out there, right? And I'm going to link to all those places. I'll link to D23, the Landry Select Club, uh, and some of the other places as well, too. But whether it's how you determine value or what you want to eat or where you want to eat or the time that you want to spend, there are many, many dining values out there. Please don't ever think that it is as expensive as you may have thought it was to eat, stay, play at Walt Disney World. But what I want to know, Chuck, is I want to know what you think, not you, but you, the listener. I want to know what you think is the best dining value in Walt Disney World. Either location or individual food item, what is going to give you the best bang for your buck? I want you to come by, visit the show notes this week at wdwradio.com slash 311, or you can just click on podcast, click on this week's show notes, leave your comments there. I want to keep the conversation going there and introduce me maybe to something that I haven't thought of or that Chuck and I didn't cover. When you're done with that, go visit disneydaddy.blogspot.com to check out Chuck's uh, blog post there. And of course, my friend, we have to have you come back to talk about oh, yes. dining and dining. So when did you make that the ADR for uh, Victoria and Alberts? Uh, I, mean, I made the paying? ADR. We have counter. We're going to the Victoria and Alberts counter service. Ah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Which is Gasparilla's. <laughs> <laughs> It's time again for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see or hear, 
enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about Disney's Boardwalk Resort, a lot of the stories and the details and the real history that you can be that can be found inside the Boardwalk Lobby. And I told you that one of my favorite features is outside in the Luna Park pool area. And so your question was simply to name the water slide at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. And again, congratulations and thanks to the hundreds of you who entered and got the answer correctly because the 200-foot-long water slide that looks like that old-style wooden roller coaster is, in fact, the Keister Coaster. So we took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and this week's winner of all six of my audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WW Radio luggage tag button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2 is... Jay Bryce. So, Jay, congratulations. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, I appreciate you entering, but don't worry because here's your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, in honor of the Super Bowl this past weekend, your question this week, once again, is simple. Who was the very first sports personality to say, I'm going to Disney World after winning a sports championship and MVP honors? You have until Sunday, February 10th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answers to contest at wdwradio.com and I'll give you the same prize package as we did last week, all the audio tours, a luggage tag, button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book, Volume 2. All you need to do is tell me that first sports personality to say, I'm going to Disney World after winning the championship and MVP honors. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in. This isn't every week. Be sure and come by and comment again in the show notes over at wdwradio.com slash 311. While you're there, be sure and check out the blog. Lots of new posts and contests and polls every day. We also have videos, our fun, family-friendly discussion forums, and lots more. You can also sign up for our free email newsletter for exclusive content, offers, deals, and much more. You can also download the new free WDW Radio app for your iPhone or Android device. Be sure and also tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live, where you can be part of our weekly WDW newscast. You can participate in the chat room, be part of our conversation about this week's Walt Disney World news, and also be sure and connect with me on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at Lou Mangiello, and like the page over at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Of course, I love hearing from you as well, too, so if you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or you want to be heard on the air, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And you also know that as much as I enjoy connecting with you on Twitter, being friends on Facebook, and hearing from you on email and voicemail, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So hopefully you can come out and attend one of our WDW Radio events. We have Meets of the Month every month in Walt Disney World. Our next is going to be this Saturday, February 9th. As part of our WDW Radio 6th anniversary celebration, you can watch live from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. over at www.radiolive.com as we go through Epcot and participate in some of the activities that you chose for us to do during our 6th anniversary. Then come by the meet of the month at the Electric Umbrella at 4 o'clock. We'll have lots of announcements, a few giveaways, and surprises as well. We have other events throughout the year and throughout the country, including our trip out to Aulani, Disney Resort out in Hawaii, we're going to announce that date this weekend as well. Also, our trip to the Walt Disney Family Museum will announce that date this weekend. And don't forget, too, about our WW Radio Cruise on the Disney Fantasy for seven days, November 2nd through the 9th. We'll have a very important announcement about that coming up this weekend as well, too. You can find information about all these things over on the events page over at www.radio.com. Quick thanks to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel. They are my recommended travel provider because it's who I use. And whether you're coming out to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line, anything and everything, Becky Menken and her team of agents will not only give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, but give you an incredible level of personal attention and service, all at no additional cost to you. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. When you're coming down to Walt Disney World, all-star vacation homes, 
has more than 150 homes within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World. Bring the extended family. Everybody gets a master bedroom. There's game rooms, full kitchen, pools, spas, and more. You can visit them over at allstarvacationhomes.com. And finally, if you want to get a little bit of Disney magic delivered to you wherever you are, Celebrations Magazine is one of the best ways to buy monthly publication. It can be sent to you in print or online. You can get it on your iPad or your Kindle device. You can find them, subscribe, and order back issues over at celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Share it with your friends on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Google+, or other discussion forums. And please come by, rate and review the show and the app over at iTunes. Very, very helpful. Very much appreciated. And finally, and most importantly, I want to once again say thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day and your week to listen to the show, to be a friend, and to be so, so supportive, and to let me share my passion for all things Disney with you. I want you to be able to do the same thing. So let today be the day that you'll always remember as a start of an amazing personal journey to do what you love each and every day. I hope you have a fantastic week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Rod and Monica calling from the Disney Boardwalk. Right now we're actually came over to visit it because we just listened to your show uh, about the treasures, the hidden treasures in the boardwalk. We actually went over to the Bellevue Lounge, started looking at all the antiques and all the stuff that you've mentioned in the show. Actually, looking at fireworks right now from behind the boardwalk. It's beautiful. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> it's um, It was really interesting, and we actually came out to the boardwalk, wanted to get a pizza, but then walked all the way around the boardwalk past ESPN over to the to the to the beach club and um we'd never been here and it's really, really interesting. Um it's a little contradictory because it's really cold outside but um it's really nice. We walked over and we had dinner at Beaches and Cream. We had a delicious this tomato bis soup with grilled cheese sandwich and it was just you just dip it in there, and I, I thought of you because that 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 was just delicious, and um, it was really cool. So I really wanted to thank you because without listening to the podcast and finding out all these little hidden secrets, I wouldn't have anything interesting to say to my future wife when we come over here and say, "Look, did you know that this, this, and this, and then the kitchen sink, and this, this at the Bellevue Lounge, and blah blah blah." So right now as we're walking by and she's telling me that I'm talking too much, we're actually going to probably try to sit in one of the swings on the beach to overlook the boardwalk and just see the glow of beautiful weather. And we just wanted to call and say thank you very much. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Good morning, Lou. This is Wes from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Just a little bit of the cold here. Uh, I was looking at Florida weather, and it looks like you guys are only going to hit 66 tomorrow. And I know people in Florida think that's a bit chilly after you've been in the 80s for a while. And I want to tell you that our high tomorrow is negative 6. So, hope you guys are having a good one down there, enjoying that 66-degree weather. Bye-bye. You've got a friend, baby.